Welcome back, 390 Millionaires, and welcome back to a special champion of our league. Four championships, bitches. It's Suds. Let's give him a round of applause right off the top. Great, great fantasy season this year, Suds. You uh, you took home the big trophy. Thank you, Jimmy. Um, Jimmy yeah, says you so, need to give him a little more notice when you're going to call for the applause, but... Yeah, well, I mean, if we're doing a a, a sort of a wrap-up episode, you would think that there'd be some sort of congratulations to the champion, uh, which, again, is Suds. Let's not take anything away. The guy balled out, as he always does. We've been doing this league for, I I think, 14, 15 years. This kiddo has four of those championships. He's an absolute phenom, different breed. Um, We all have thoughts on it. Uh, but I will save those for after the introductions. Mike and Jay, how are you guys doing? Doing well, doing well. Um, happy to be back. Excited to do a little season wrap-up. We were talking a little bit off-air before the show that, you know, we kind of just let this thing roll out, and that may or may not have been because our last two champions we didn't really want to talk about. Um, but we've got the commissioner as a member of the show. He's got some business to address. We got to recognize Suds as much as it pains me for him to take over championship leads um, on me this year. Um, But I'm just excited to be here and excited to hear from uh, the very own commish of 390. Thank you so much, Mike and Pat. Uh, Happy to be here. Happy to talk about um, the the fantasy football year that was. A lot of excitement. uh, uh, A lot of um, unknowns were faced and challenged and overcome by this league as a whole. Um, and, and a lot of things coming down the pipeline that we're excited about as well. So uh, as a commissioner of the league, I want to thank everyone uh, and especially extend my thanks uh, to, to Suds uh, on another championship season. Um, he, you know, um, in the end, he was the only non-cheeseburger locker play- team in the playoffs. Uh, and it was just him facing down a, a series of foes, and, and and he came out victorious, and he should be um, proud of himself for that. Uh, and, and, and we're all uh, ecstatic for him. So uh, excited to do a wrap-up, excited to look back, and then, uh, and then look forward. So I think it's important we just give a, a wide picture of, of how the playoffs turned out. Um, there was uh, some great performances. Uh, there was some controversy as well. Um, if you weren't following along, um, it, it kind of rocked uh, everybody's world. Um, that, that fateful Monday night game. 
Um, but we'll do a quick recap. Uh, so week 15, this was December 13th to December 19th. In the championship bracket, we had Flacaroni and Cheese and Three Toes and an Ass Cheek on a bye. The games moving forward were My Commissioner versus Breaking to Law versus One Point. Uh, sorry. My Commissioner versus Breaking to Law and 1.21 Gigaguts versus Hot Dog in a Hallway. Uh, my Commissioner put up the highest score of the championship playoffs with 131, ousting last year's uh, champion. Um, and 1.21 Gigaguts put up 114, putting Neville's uh, fantasy hopes out of its. Uh, uh, what am I trying to say here, guys? I'm like, I'm so foggy out of it, out of its misery, misery, yes, yeah. out of its misery, misery loves company, mm-hmm. threes a crowd, so on. And Will's so rushing, Will's rushing. <laughs> uh, moving on to the semifinals, Flacaroni and Cheese played my commissioner, where Flacaroni uh, handled his business and, and put my commissioner uh, into the bronze medal match with a 114. Uh, Point three four uh victory uh over my commissioner's 99.42 three toes and an ass cheek puts up a very respectable score of 126.86 and throttles 1.21 gigaguts leading us to our final matchup which was impacted by the controversy uh of the monday night game between cincinnati and buffalo where um I'm forgetting the name of the player right now. Damien. Uh, uh, Damar. Damar. Uh, Hamlin. Uh, Hamlin. Thank you. Damar Hamlin um, had a cardiac event on the field. Thankfully, he has returned to health, um, but it was very touch and go there for a while. And um, the game actually had to be suspended which left fantasy scores um, across all leagues in shambles. Um, However, three toes and an ass cheek had taken care of business already by the time that that had happened and managed a victory against Flacaroni and Cheese. Um, The official score, the official final score was 106.34 to Mm. 104.78. I don't want to get into it, but I disagree. We should recognize that Flacaroni and Cheese graciously um, accepted the result of the match, resulting in a loss for him. Um, Mike has feelings about the <laughs> the the outcome of this game, um, and so Mike, I'll I'll let you speak here, say your piece, I guess. <laughs> Well, it's not just this game. I think maybe it's, it'll turn into a larger discussion. We've kind of discussed between the three of us. There was so many interesting scenarios. And I just think if I'm Mike in this situation, there's no way I'm conceding that game until I know what's happening with Yahoo. Like, Jay, he conceded, I think, like the day after. It was very quick. And you made the announcement, which, like, touche, if you're at peace with it, good. But I just, yeah, go ahead. So I would just say um, we saw what Sleeper was doing. Sleeper kind of put out a message that they were likely, if if the NFL called it a no contest, they would keep scores as is, um, or or all scores zero. So it was at that time that I went to to people and kind of said, mm-hmm. "Hey, we're we're waiting to find out what happens. What do we think?" Um, 
to the various matchups that were impacted. And so in that regard, um, um, uh, Brother Hallwell um, immediately and, and, and kind of without second guessing um mm-hmm. felt that it was appropriate and 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 right for him to concede the match um and uh, should we said uh, obviously it gets the most play because it's championship but in the seventh place matchup uh nolan versus uh ours truly um hallwell it was also a, a quick concession mm-hmm. from nolan um to to kind of give the matchup um feeling a uh, feeling uh, like you say in, in, in 390 and as commissioner, I, I feel um, uh, grateful that I have fostered a community where people uh, want to do what they feel is the right mm-hmm. thing. Um, and so both Brother Hallwell and Nolan did what they felt was the right thing, um, uh, regardless of kind of final uh, Yahoo platform outcomes or otherwise. You know what the, my thing is, though? I don't like whether you want to call it the right thing. I don't know what the seventh matchup stipulation was. But the right thing in a lot of ways, well, this is very is also unique because Burrow scored points to pass Mike. So I guess it wasn't hypothetical at that point, so I'm a little bit less, you know, up on that one. But there are situations where people are full on 10 points behind with Allen to play, and they have to concede. And I, I'm on the side of I think it's the right thing to do to concede. You're not past that player. Your player is not playing. Um I don't know. I think it's crazy. I would have held. I would have held strong. I probably would have maybe split the pot in this scenario if I were Mike. But there's no fucking way I would have conceded until Yahoo said what they were doing, and I would have taken my championship and rubbed it in Sud's face. That's what I would. And do. and it, it, I do want to disclose to the listeners here. It is it is clear and painfully obvious that Pelt is just frustrated that he no longer <laughs> has the most championships in three ninety. Mm-hmm. It's 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 just it's see through mm-hmm. as a as a window. Um, no. um, not to invalidate your opinions, Mike, but uh, the <laughs> the salt grain that should come with them is delivered. I, I mean, we asked Mike, "Hey, are you going to be good before we go live on the air with?" with what happened and here we are five minutes into it and he's just like deluge of just emotions no you guys know Uh, where i stand through all of our discussions like i was the same across the board hall while you were in a bit of a tricky situation in dynasty where like it looked like the unthinkable was maybe gonna happen with boyd and burrow right and then it's like stop it yeah, it, 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 it definitely, I think there's a larger conversation to be had because a lot of people call it, uh, I think, um, Mike, you made the point that it was, it's kind of like, oh, it's just like a player getting injured. Yeah. And I would, I would argue that it's not like that because my players, if there was football to be played there, they mm-hmm. still could have played it. Mm-hmm. I, I actually think it's more akin to like a, a, a rain delay or a storm delay. And that the game yeah, does fair. continue after that. And um, we talk about right and wrong. This, this was like unprecedented. This mm-hmm. situation had never happened before. And I think um, it was really interesting to go through the um, the decisions um, in other leagues. And, and Jay, I, I, I kind of want to applaud your your leadership in this uh, aspect. Cause it never really felt like there was any doubt as to what mm-hmm. that this league had, it had itself handled and um, uh, pretty, pretty turbulent um, end of the season, but I think you handled it um, pretty soundly. So 
Well, um, like I say, I really got to give all the kudos to the league itself. Uh, its members made life as easy as it could be for me as a commissioner, and and, and that's always appreciated. We have uh, a lot of honor a lot among uh, among our teammates, and and that's always a, mm. a nice thing to have. We are an honorable league, that is for sure. Um, finishing up the rest of the rankings. Um, we have breaking to law. Oh, sorry. Actually, uh, we have my commissioner finishing third, 1.21 gigaguts finishing fourth, breaking to law finishing fifth, hot dog in a hallway going sixth. Yours truly, who was a toilet bowl uh, uh, rocket for most of the season, uh, finishes seventh. I, 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 I will say that I benefited greatly from. Uh, Nolan's concession. He looked like he had me dead to rights with three players still to play in that Monday nighter, but he chose um, to say, no, my team is dog shit. They've been dog shit all season. I deserve to lose this game. And who am I to prevent uh, Nolan from realizing his shitty dreams? Um, Coming in ninth place, we have a, our other host, uh, Herb, your enthusiasm, uh, beating Chubba for Chubby for Chubba, uh, Andre, another toilet bowl nominee all season. And then we have our toilet bowl, which came out of um, absolute just like surprise victories in, in week, uh, um, week 16, I guess it would have been um, Curtis and Danish playing each other. And this was a God awful game. Um, and uh, why can't I see if you read I don't the, headline, have the official school? I've oh, got to, no, I got to, I got to switch it. There we go. We have um, her. Uh, I'm sorry, guys. We have fuck boy Curtis beating Danish 82.32 uh, to 81.06. So Danish now has been in the, toilet bowl three of the last four years and has lost it three of the last mm-hmm. four years. Um, and Danish is now responsible for, for providing the ultimate penalty of a uh, calendar prize to everyone yeah. in the league. So um, how do we think the, the consolation bracket figured itself out here, guys? Perfectly. Danish deserved what he got. You look at his last three matchups. He left people who were injured in, including in the toilet bowl. And you recognized how stupid you were against me in week 15 and last week in the regular season, which put you in the toilet bowl bracket. And then you went and left Goodwin in there. who got zero. You, all he literally had to do was put Paris Campbell, who's on his bench into the lineup. And he would have won. 1.9 points. So he got what he deserved. And, you know, there's been some talk about relegation. This is just, you know, maybe some relegation worthy thing. I don't want to throw out, you know, the R word too early, much like I don't like throwing out the C word, but man, that's just, it gets me going just like that championship. It just fires me up here. You know, absolutely. Danish's Danish's performance all season long has been, maybe the strongest argument for relegation. Um, it's somebody who clearly does not respect themselves, 
it's clearly somebody who um, couldn't be bothered mm. to even try. Um, and so I, I hope the calendar will be a, a hard lesson for him, uh, but one that he learns that he's, he's people aren't going to roll over in this league. People aren't going to uh, just sort of, let the the easy things go and and i hope i hope danish really takes his time as his uh penance comes together and he makes that calendar i i hope he reflects on his performance and understands that this is unacceptable for mm-hmm. a member of this league mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um i do i do kind of want to shout out the fact that like i i don't know how i ended up in seventh i think that's like super fucked up um my team sucked all season long. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, um, as you mentioned off the off the top, there, uh, surprising to finish as well as seventh. I'm gonna go with uh, yeah. Christian McCaffrey. Without really looking yeah. at it, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I just it, it was like all season long was such a slog for me, and then to sort of power through in the playoffs, and especially and shout out to Andre uh, on this one. Him and I were commiserating together about avoiding uh, mm. or potentially being the calendar boys, and mm. um, we managed to uh, avoid it, and it was yeah. such a oh, such a glorious release when, mm-hmm. it, when, when we did win our, our semi-final matchups where we, we didn't have to play mm-hmm. for the, mm-hmm. the toilet bowl, and it was fantastic. Yeah. No, I know what you mean. Uh, certainly from my uh, experience, uh, uh, you know, last game of the regular fantasy football season, I'm going against Nolan. Um, the projection is close. Um, you know, he's facing a couple players being um, uh, injured. Uh, I, I, getting into the playoffs meant that much more to me this time around, and I, I felt that much more um, – excitement and and relief making the playoffs that i just yeah didn't have to worry about um the possibility of of uh dealing with the calendar as uh, or anything it was yeah it was that extra little sweetness um for sure i'm sure you'll i'm sure you'll you'll taste that sweetness one of these years but uh yeah it was, it was absolutely absolutely great so we've come to the end um of the 2022 fantasy season. Uh, We're recording this in the new year, 2023. Uh, And I can tell you already, some of us have our eyes set on um, the off season, the, the process again. So I might hand it over to the commissioner here and, and ask uh, him to sort of outline what are the, the key dates and and things we can look forward to as, uh, as the league, um, prepares for its next iteration. Uh, Absolutely. Season. Absolutely. So um, uh, winnings will be paid out before the end of the week. Um, I know there's been a couple inquiries, so some winnings will be paid out. Very excited about that. Um, the ultimate um, uh, establishment of a, of a championship is that sweet, sweet dollar bills hitting your bank account. Um, the next thing, obviously, we have all chosen our uh, playoff teams um, for order decision, draft order decision. So um, excited to see how the NFL playoffs uh, play out and, and see who gets to choose their position first. Um, that's exciting. That'll kind of keep on in the background. Next thing that we're going to be talking about, though, is the calendar. And so with breaking news here, I'm going to share on this podcast exclusively um, the order, the draft order of the months. 
I'm very excited to share this with you guys. Um, looked at uh, all of this, and for those who recall, the order of, of draft selection of picking their months is determined by how much work did you do to put Danish where he is, the toilet bowl. So yes. um, the greater the points against total points against for uh, and against um, Danish. So that uh, the net points against Danish is where you got um, slotted. So with the last yeah, question, pelts. Well, uh, clarification before we get into it. Um, so is that just period? If you're in his division, two games count. Oh. Uh, if you're in his division, both games count. Okay. If you played him in the playoffs, playoff games count. Okay. Any game you played against Danish counts. Got it. So, with the 12th overall pick, last year's quote-unquote champion, Gertie, got scored on by Danish 70.38 points more. Danish outscored him by 70.38 points. He just, he just let Danish walk all over him. It was embarrassing and it was terrible. 11th overall. Hallwell, I'm sorry to say you let Danish stomp you across matchups for 66.34 mm. net points. Um, but listen, obviously, I'm, it sounds like I'm coming from my high horse. I am not. I have the 10th overall mm. pick. Danish bested me um, by 31.9 points, uh, which is just uh, absolutely disparaging, to say the least. Um, in the nine spot, Nolan, um, uh, Danish bested him across matchups 30 by 31.28 points. In the eight spot, our champion, oddly enough, all the way down the eight spot, um, Danish had his number by uh, 24.86 points. And as you remember, Danish is a member. He gets to draft his own month, um, and he comes in that seven spot with a total of zero. Of course, he did not outscore himself in any way, nor did he uh, outscore himself in any way. In the sixth spot, Ryan outscored Danish across competitions by 5.7 points, a small, small margin. And the top five, Curtis in the five spot, outscoring Danish by 10.38. Brother Hallwell in the four spot, outscoring Danish by 15.14 points. Neville, um, with a couple of extra chances, obviously, uh, 24.46 points um, net across his matchups. In the two spot, Andre got uh, 34.58 more points than Danish did. And the one name we haven't called yet, our very own co-host, Mikhail Peltier, outscored Danish by 62.58 points. And he will have the first overall draft pick to choose which month he will select for uh, Danish to um, uh, dress up for. So a couple other things on the calendar. The uh, league is still looking at the possibility of either doing a 2023 calendar, um, making you know January and February uh, very unattractive options as they'll be covered already, or um, to just maintain the um, shame um, for a very, very, very long time, a 2024 calendar. Um, uh, lots of possibilities. We're sussing out whether we can do something custom, so just a March to March calendar, which might make everything uh, easy. Um, so we'll have some of those details before the draft, um, and we'll expect the calendar draft to happen quite shortly. There's a couple of rules that we'll outline um, as we come down the, the way. The hope is that all images and calendars are sent out by March 1st. 
and um, a couple of rules along the way um, for listeners to think about. You may make any suggestion that you want. Um, uh, you can expect anything that uh, is asking total nudity to be pushed back upon. Um, but skivvies or otherwise is, is well within our range. Um, Danish must do his absolute best to do a good costume of what is requested. And ideally, maybe some background. If you purchase and send a costume to Danish, he must wear that costume um so again you don't have to you just tell him what to do and he has to do his very best to uh to interpret um we expect that he will do uh, one or two value village or whatever the similar kind of um stores in uh uk are but if you send him something that's what he's going to wear and again the march deadline is what we're uh, aiming for we don't want to draw this out as much as possible so a couple things to uh to, to figure out before the draft happens um but that's kind of like the the next up stuff um aside from getting the calendar sorted out and danish um delivering that to all of us um obviously all of the calendar images can be shared digitally. Um, if people don't want to buy an actual calendar that's fine for the people that do we expect it to be ideally less than 20 bucks um, to have that uh, uh, shared with everyone. Um, so that's calendar stuff. The only other thing to really kind of say, once calendar stuff kind of gets sorted and uh, um, we give Danish all of our suggestions, he has some time to work that out. A couple of surveys will be sent out to the league, um, uh, some discussions had about some rule changes for next year. Obviously, you guys brought up the R word earlier. That is uh, firmly on the table and will be discussed and will be looked at for the possibility of implementation starting next year. A couple of other things that are on the docket as well um, that will get shared out with the league. Um, and again, we want to, we're not going to make sweeping changes. We're going to want most of, if not the entire league on board with changes. Changes. We don't want everything to go uh, crazy year to year, um, but those are the two things that are coming up um, for our league members as we move forward. So good stuff. Just to, to follow up on the calendar bit. Mm -hmm. So the first pick will pick the month in which mm -hmm. Danish will do whatever pose or outfit we there and decide. Okay. Exactly. So for instance, Pelt, you walk in, you say, I want a summertime month. I'm mm -hmm. going to draft June or maybe like August, your birthday, let's say is in August or whatever. And so you can Close. pick like um, the little mermaid. And so you can either just tell Danish, guess what? For August, it's going to be little mermaid. And so yep. he needs to do his absolute utmost to have some seashells to have a, uh, you know, either a, a very homemade do it yourself kind of tail. Um, or should you find something that you find um, appeasing to yourself in the, in the costume store or otherwise you could send that right on over to him and say, this is what's for August. Uh, and we'll be setting up with him kind of a, a photo shoot or otherwise um, to make that happen. And, you know, not that we need to know the logistics of it all, but you mentioned if you want to buy a calendar. So it is an option if you would like to buy it or not. It's not, I was under the impression, and this obviously isn't the case and would be very expensive um, potentially, but that Danish would be sending said calendars out to us. And if it is not the case, I would like to maybe have it up for discussion. I didn't put it in my survey, but this be incorporated in league fees in the future to get calendars sent out to everyone. That's a great idea. And we'll, uh, we can definitely think about that. Um, correct. It is, it'll be 
completely optional to have a physical calendar. Uh, that's something that the league will handle as far as uh, if you want one, we can get one sent out to you. If, um, you know, just having the pictures is enough for, for folks, they don't want to spend kind of, you know, the 15 plus shipping or whatever it might be, um, then that's fine. But if you want the, an actual calendar, that'll be an option. That shit's going to be my agenda. I'm going to have a working and work meetings, flip it open to the month and just, you know, write my, my Zoom backgrounds, there. baby. <laughs> Perfect. Well, thanks, Jay. A pleasure. Uh, nothing else then, Jay, uh, for the... Uh... That's pretty much it. I mean, um, uh, you know, those are kind of the key things that are coming up the docket. We'll uh, we'll keep track of the NFL playoffs, and uh, um, we won't be in too too big of a hurry um, to get draft order sorted. That'll probably kind of come on the uh, the come around. Um, but yeah, uh, calendar is kind of a key priority. Rule changes uh, not long after that, uh, and then we'll probably be sliding into the uh, the cold, cold, dark reality of the off season. There's some fun NFL timelines uh, that that happen though. It, we we can all look forward to uh, free agency at the beginning of March. Mm-hmm. Um, the draft always an absolutely banging time mm-hmm. um, at the end of April. M- May and June are kind of the dead spots, but once we hit July, training camps are back up. There it's it is. It's like we're cooking, right? Mm-hmm. No, uh, it, it seems uh, it's gone too quickly uh, again, but. Um, we all hope uh, next year is our year to a man <laughs> in the league. So uh, we will move on. Um, I have a note here that we are going to take a look at the initial draft grades versus final standings. Mm-hmm. And that's, uh, I think that's Pelt. Pelt, what are you looking at? Oh, I definitely um, was not. I uh, Jimmy did not nice. slide into my DMs and prepare me for that segment. So oh, yeah. that's okay. We, um, if, Ugh. all right, where are we? I think, uh, oh. commissioner might just be running this entire show tonight. Great. <laughs> Man, this is great, uh, airtime, you know? Oh, I think I, who won the pick them at the end of it? Um, another thing I think Jimmy fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think the last, uh, scores were tallied. So, For anybody uh, who's wondering, like, how could we not have this all figured out? We have a Google, <laughs> a Google Drive document that looks like it's fifty-seven pages long right now. It sure so is. It's uh, it's definitely, definitely a pain in the ass. Yeah, we've asked for the league to get us some cloud software um, to be able to be more hip. But oh, I, I have found the draft rankings. Perfect. All right. Perfect. Um. I do not have. Oh, okay. So draft rankings. I will read out the aggregate grade that everybody got um, last year, and we will see how, or at the beginning of the season, and we can see how uh, we ended up. Okay. Mm -hmm. Coming in 12th, Mike Hallwell. Not a great start. Not a great start already. No, I I remember us commenting about his uh, reliance on on the Cowboys and 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 thinking like like you know, yeah. uh, and it turned out you could not really hope for a better one-two running back punch than Pollard and Zeke, and then uh, uh, and then obviously CD. 
um, had uh, his best season uh, propelling Brother Mike. Uh, it's tough. It's, it's real tough. Um, <laughs> I will point out that I had him at eight, whereas uh, Howell, you had him at, down at 11, uh, and, and Pelt, you had him at 11 well. So I was least wrong about that. Yeah, that's that's good, and I'm glad you're you're keeping score like that. I'm sure there <laughs> won't be any other combinations here on the uh, uh, the spreadsheet that'll show that you were a fool about somebody else. <laughs> Jay. Coming in 11th was uh, was Gertie, who finished uh, fifth place uh, this season. So another another miss. Um, Gertie was ranked uh, last in Pelt's rankings, eighth in mine, and ninth in Jay's. Um, coming in 10th, another playoff team. We have uh, Ryan, 1.21 gigaguts. Uh, Ryan came in dead last in Pelt's ranking. Uh, Ryan came in seventh in my ranking and eighth in, uh, oh, sorry, uh, eighth in Pelt's last in Jays. My apologies. Um, coming in ninth, and this one seems actually pretty accurate, we have Andre. Andre getting a 10th marker in Jays, uh, a sixth ranking in mine and a ninth ranking in, uh, in Mike. So Mike was, uh, bang on the money with that. Uh, coming in eighth, we have Neville, uh, who did end up making playoffs. So we've gone through five teams already. Four of them made the championship bracket. So we have a lot of questions to answer for gentlemen. Um, but Neville was ranked 11th in Jays, uh, first in mine. Wow, that is, I forgot <laughs> That's about what we that. call an outlier in data. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and 10th uh, in, in Pelts. Um, I'm actually going to take this as a win for me because that's, at one point during the season, Neville was considered the top hog, right? He, start, he started strong. He started strong. So he made playoffs. I'm, I'm taking that as a win for sure. Uh, coming in seventh, we nailed this. Me. Nice. I was ranked. I was ranked seventh and that's where I finished in the actual league tied for fifth. We have pelts and we have the champion suds. <laughs> um, I feel like we're splitting the difference on that one. One player is going all the way up and one player is going a few spots down. Mm. Um, Coming in fourth, total miss, uh, we have Curtis. Um, and the only thing that's probably worse than this is their next uh, aggregate ranking, which is Danish coming in third. Um, we had Jay had Danish at fifth overall. I had Danish at third overall. And uh, Pelt had Danish as sixth overall. Damn. Um, How big, could we have mistake. known he was that he would not mm-hmm. make any changes to his team? Um, I, uh, I, I, I do want to apologize. I kind of, I kind of skirted over this, um, Suds's rankings, Jay put him at sixth. I put him at ninth belt had him as the number one team. What can I Look say? Look at that. What can I say? That's pretty incredible. Pretty it is. incredible. Uh, coming in second is Nolan who did not make playoffs. Nolan was ranked in the top five in all, uh, all the team's mm. rankings. And coming in first with the strongest uh, aggregate ranking was uh, our commissioner, Jay, who had a third, second, and fourth ranking across all the other uh, the other teams. 
Um, gentlemen, what, what lessons are we going to take away from the, the rankings beforehand? That fantasy football is a shit show and it's mostly luck. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. <laughs> that feels like that was like a, a, a veiled sort of criticism of <laughs> Suggs's <laughs> ability to get to another championship. Uh, no, uh, but it is hard, hard to argue the luck piece. It is very, mm-hmm. uh, lucky and unlucky. Mm-hmm. Um, in some regards, um, but I do I do enjoy enjoy a salty mic. Uh, Absolutely, I'll <laughs> say that. Well, I mean, I predicted um, Suns to be one, so I mean, here I am being right. Yeah, that is that is kind of impressive. Yeah, yeah believe in yourself more often. Uh, their pelt. <laughs> Tell that to my sports gambling. <laughs> <laughs> Tell that to my sports gambling. Um, and then I think we can finish up with just uh, some some fantasy analysis. We we saw this year. We saw we had players move. We had players um, rebound, fall. Um, who do we think is going first overall next year? Ooh, man, is the talk? I don't even know what I'd want or what I would project. Like, is think, Taylor uh, still up there? I think it really depends on what happens with the Colts, what kind of, what kind of coach they get. Do they get an offensive coach? They get a defensive coach. Who do they draft? You got to think that they're drafting a QB. Um, and, and I, I think Taylor should still be there. I think the, the belief that, you know, whatever the new coaching system is, but it's going to be unknown. it's going to be unknown. Right. So there's going to be a risk involved. I think, I don't foresee the Cowboys getting rid of Zeke at all. Um, but Pollard to me could be a guy who's kind of like right near the top of that discussion. Um, listen, if you're in, you know, PPR, half PPR, obviously we're a standard league right now. Um, Austin Eckler should, should be in this conversation. The guy just catches yeah, yeah. the ball and gets touchdowns. That's all he does. Um, so it's going to be interesting. Uh, uh it's going to be very interesting to see kind of the running back landscape feels like it's a little shakier. Whereas, you know, do you want a Justin Jefferson? Um, do you just, are we just, are we looking at the possibility of a wide receiver? Number one, yeah. obviously for us, I wouldn't be surprised if we see um, a number of QBs uh, in play for uh, number one overall, um, given the shakiness of the running back position, it's going to be, it's going to be very interesting off season in the NFL. Cause I, I think the person, yeah. So if we let's leave quarterbacks out of it, because you said maybe that becomes first overall in our league, that makes the most sense. I just pulled up fantasy pros to get the rankings. Top eleven are quarterbacks, right? <clears throat> so, um, but the top scorer outside of that is Josh Jacobs, and I think this is standard. Yeah. Yeah, Jacobs was a dog this year. But yeah, just some insane, insane games. Number two, and who would probably be my pick as of today, as long as nothing changes, Christian McCaffrey. The guy's an animal, and in that offense with Kyle Shanahan, I don't think I sway away from that. Mm-hmm. Managed uh, since getting traded to the 49ers, had two 30-point games for fantasy. Was an absolute beast down the stretch. Um, I think I think CMC is absolutely 
uh, in play for that number one overall. Mm-hmm. I will say I'm going to make a bold prediction here and that this is the year that we're going to see a wide receiver revolution mm-hmm. um, and that wide receivers are going to start to be the the premium pick. And if that's the case, I don't think there's anybody who deserves the number one spot overall more than Justin Jefferson. Yeah. <laughs> Jefferson was an absolute beast this year, aside from that that weird Green Bay game yeah. uh, in Championship Week, mm-hmm. but he was a he was a monster every game, yeah. double digit catches, triple digit yards, uh, a touchdown or two. The guy was so consistent. I'm not really sure, and, and, and I mean, like we saw we saw the the template this year for a few of the teams that made playoffs. We had we had Holly and uh, brother Holly and, and Gertie, who I had ranked as like very very low because I didn't like their the construction of their team, mm-hmm. mainly because they went heavy wide receiver. I think we're in a different NFL now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it's gonna it's gonna be a bit of a paradigm shift for me. I'm I'm Mister Running Back Apologizer. Like I love <laughs> I love RBs as the and uh, as what you should build your team around. But this was like this was production at another level for a lot of these, a lot of these teams. So um, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to stay, say it right now, January uh, 11th, 2023, that Justin Jefferson is the uh, consensus first overall pick for next year's fantasy. Jesus. That's a bold statement. Um, boom, boom. I, I, yeah. You got to take scarcity into account. So I will throw this to you guys then on that topic. What about Travis Kelsey? Because he provides so much stability at a position with so much instability. Taysom mm-hmm. Hill was the third scoring tight end or something like that. And I don't think that means he was that great. I think that means everyone else was kind of terrible. Like, I think Taysom had big games, and that's why. He was yeah. a quarterback, he's a running back, and he was a tight end. So he got to that point level. But I just think the production across the board is so low Kelsey's got to go first round for sure. Does he sneak into top five? In in this is standard, right? Standard. Let's talk standard as opposed to super flex. I've I I'm really really hesitant on making a tight end a top five pick. Mm-hmm. Um, Kelsey Kelsey's a hell of a player, first ballot Hall of Famer, um, putting himself in the in the conversation for the greatest tight end of all time, like. Like these, this is the the caliber of player that we're talking about here. Um, I just can't do it. If somebody wants to take a 34 year old tight end and make him a top five pick next year, by all means, like I'm, eh, I'm going to let you make that what I think to be a mistake, but (laughs) what do I know? I only finished seventh in this league. (laughs) I finished ninth. So fuck do I know draft Kyle Pitts top five. (laughs) (laughs) um gentlemen i feel like we did it we nailed it we did it we nailed it i think so it's uh bittersweet right it is it's tough to say goodbye yeah like we definitely never talk or socialize outside of fantasy football so this is this will be it till august at least (laughs) I wonder if I'll be in a new city by then. <laughs> we don't know. We don't know. Wherever the wind takes you. 
Absolutely. Win takes me. I mean, great. we never got an update from Danish. So I don't know. Do you want to give an update to the league on where you are now, Pat? Like, I feel like everyone's yeah, wondering can, where people are it, yeah. these days. So I've I've removed myself from Brooks, uh, and I am now living in the the windy city <laughs> of of Lethbridge. Uh, you probably thought it was another city. No, I didn't move to that other windy city. Uh, I moved to the original windy city. Uh, Lethbridge, Alberta, which I'm very excited about. I I, I I really like it so far, actually. Even though I'm in like a pretty trashy part of town, apparently, <laughs> all my coworkers are like laughing at me. They're like, "Oh yeah, you you don't you don't live in a safe place," which I feel safe. But as long as you feel safe, it's all that matters. You're the one who knocks. I am the one who knocks. That's right. That's right. Um, gentlemen, I, I do want to, I do want to take this opportunity and, and say thank you to both of you for being such um, diligent and wonderful co-hosts. I, I literally could not do this show without you. Mm. And I just want to thank you for all the time and effort that you put into it. Well, right back at you, pal. So warm and genuine to end the season. <laughs> it's the way yeah. we roll, you know, it's, a, it's been a pleasure. Well, I don't, I don't think there's anything else we need to say, gentlemen. Until next season. Until next season. Until next season.